I'm going to apologize to our listeners. My radiator is very squeaky. Well, you know, the squeaky radiator gets the... Uh... The cum? I don't know. All I, I right. Uh, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. I fuck my radiators. <laughs> and I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. <laughs> and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. So, how was your Thanksgiving, burnt dick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. You sound like my priest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was fun. It was fun. Um very alcohol filled, you know, mm, as they should be. Uh, shout out to my sister Gabby, uh, Gabby, and her friend Jen, who is considered like family. Oh, cool! Yeah, and her um, her boyfriend Jack. They were amazing. Damn. Yeah, and uh, of course my parents, uh, <laughs> who made who, the food, who started this whole thing. Yeah, you know? <laughs> this whole Martinez. <laughs> Shtick. <laughs> they were the ones that, where I came home from school and I'd be like, you know, the pilgrims came. They were just like, fuck the pilgrims. <laughs> Let me tell you what really <laughs> happened. Our Native American brothers, <laughs> nuestros hermanos, and sisters. Ah, all right. Just let's let's, let's stop that. Okay. All right. <laughs> It's about to get revolutionary. Yeah, I know. It's like for for further info, uh, <laughs> check out that scene in Adam's Family Values when the they <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday Adams and Pugsley staged that whole like coup on their camp. That was one of the most wokest, yes, like early woke films. Yes, yes, it definitely was. I love that moment. Um, and that's pretty much what I have to... That's what I think about when I think about Thanksgiving. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving, buddy? <laughs> I, um, I just did the food tour. You know, I went to my mom's place, ate there, and then I went to my niece's place, which was chock full of family, and uh, ate there. Um, and it was a good time. I, I was thinking of getting... Um, you know, like uh, sloshed, but I figured, nah, let me not do that. There was a whole bunch of new extended family whom I hadn't really met, so I wanted to put my best foot forward. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> you know, yeah. Not that I get out of control or anything when I drink or anything like that. Okay. So, and there's no like, um, there's no like uh, political fights going no, on in your family, right? Not nobody, that I. Nobody talks politics around the uh, Thanksgiving dinner table. I didn't. I didn't see that. Um, and it didn't seem it didn't seem like anybody in the room was like um like an extreme conservative kind of you know jerk but in, in the latino community you never know so yeah, you, yeah, you, I you, know. you always want to play careful it's but surprising when it does happen yeah it's just like really do yeah. not it's like it's kind of like roaches for raid why would you <laughs> or why? latinos for trump yeah that's exactly yeah. what i'm saying you know um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, it was a good time. I got to hold my new baby niece again, and she fell asleep in my arms. So, Aww. yes. How old yes. is she? At this point, three weeks. Three weeks, okay. Yeah, so, so, so cool. But, uh, but yeah, all in all, a good Thanksgiving. I can't, I can't complain too bad. Is it like holding your baby niece, was that like, did it, 
bring up like feelings of fatherhood yes yes it does it made my fatherhood gland just like you know overreact i'm just like oh must procreate you know but all right yeah but i'm uh but i didn't so oh yeah so (laughs) just like i'm glad because it's the family that you had yeah it's (laughs) cool it's weird it's weird, Mancibo. I didn't, weird. I didn't just at you. go out and I'm like, you know, hey, you come here. You know, but no, no, it was it, it definitely made me think like, wow, it'd be it'd be great to, you know, nurture a, a child and raise them. And then I remember like uh, I, I I just like to play video games and go watch movies. <laughs> So I don't know. Wow. I don't know. It's I'm not quite sure if the trade off <laughs> would be worth it if you know what I mean, you know. Oh my god, dude. I'm fucking around. I'm yeah, fucking yeah, around. yeah. <laughs> these these people know you half as well as I know. <laughs> no, but um like I was telling you before, I'm so afraid. I'm terrified of, of holding children because I feel like they're going to disintegrate in my arms. You know, I, the other day I just watched Unbreakable with Sabrina. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, that baby being, you know, Mr. Glass being born mm-hmm. that kicks off the movie. Um, you know, that that scene always terrified me mm. because... Um, you know, the, uh, newborns are so precious. And then it's just like, you know, this guy is the, the doctor that helps deliver the baby is like, w- did anybody drop this child? And I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's what happens. That's what happens to babies. <laughs> Somebody breaks their arms or legs. I <laughs> and the wave of panic hits me whenever I see a baby. So that's why I run away screaming for babies. All right. Well, first of all, <laughs> babies are a lot more robust than that, you know. Um, second yeah. of all, it just makes me think of that point in the movie where I'm just like, do you think a doctor would really just like speak up like that in the delivering room in front of the mother? Like, did anybody drop this baby? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, it wasn't. In it a- looks weird. You know, <laughs> it wasn't in the delivery room. It was in a like she delivered the baby like in a in a in a in a fucking store, like in the back of a Sears or some shit. Oh shit. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's even more terrifying. Mm. Uh, so hey, it could happen. <laughs> that's why I'm terrified of babies. Well. And I'm just like, they're like, Goo. and I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um, so we're going to ditch the politics for this episode, uh, a little bit. This is way more fun. Yeah. Just gonna, yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna try to take it easy because Thanksgiving, whew, man, Mm -hmm. did a number on us both. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Did you have the turkey? I had the turkey. I had the rice. The jibless. The jibless. I, my niece makes a mean, uh, Thanksgiving turkey. She makes... Uh, bacon covered turkey. God damn. Yeah. I've only heard that in legend. Yeah, it's as good as it sounds too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and just on a whim, um, I made the platanos. I very nice. Yeah, because oh, you contributed nice. I did. Look at me being a member of society and a family. I <laughs> we were I was in the kitchen just helping her, and 
she was almost done. She was like, oh, I forgot to make the plant, the platanos. And I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) time to roll up the The sleeves. sleeves. (laughs) It's like, if there's anything that I got from my heritage, (laughs) it's how to make platanos. I just imagine you like putting on like a bandana with like the Dominican flag on it. Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) what happened. That's right. When I make platanos, the bachata uh, band just shows up out of nowhere. And I'm like, let's do this. Yeah, man. Uh, meanwhile, in Mooch Town, I'm like, I just show up and I'm like, <laughs> hey, give me food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, but that's that's how Thanksgiving I sh- is. I should really learn to cook. That's that's the punchline there. You really should. I, it's uh, it's been something that Sabrina's spoken to me about. <laughs> really? About over the years. She's just like, yeah, he just doesn't cook. <laughs> She's like when I mentioned Whoa, that, when I this mentioned is that something I yeah, do not know. Yeah, Holy this is shit. this is happening. Oh my so, god! So whenever I mentioned to her like, oh, you know, I've cooked for the week, and she's like, you cook? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I'm, you know, I live alone. If I don't, um, I might starve to death. So <laughs> she's, shit. She's like, well, you know, my husband doesn't cook. I'm like, really? She's like, he doesn't cook anything. So she's like, you should teach him how to cook. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, maybe one of these days, if he'll listen, yeah, I'll teach him how to cook. You know what? Yes. Yeah. Um, Do you know how to make rice? Yes, I know how to make rice. Okay. I know how to make rice. I know how to make pasta. Uh, I know how to make waffles. Now this is just becoming no, a, no, a laundry so, list of the things that I know how to make. No, you don't make what? Do you know how to make the batter to make yes, the waffles? Yes, I know how to make the batter to wow. make the fucking waffles. Yeah, I'm not just being like, well, I go to the store, I buy the egos, <laughs> and I put them in a toaster. <laughs> I see your judgmental look. I wait till they get a little brown. <laughs> I'm like, all right, where's the syrup? And I'm like, hey, babe, give me the plates. Nah, that's not how it goes. It goes a la Martinez. <laughs> I might as well have just said, I know how to make Pop-Tarts. <laughs> you know how to make Pop-Tarts? Yeah. I okay, know. all right. You just open the pack and you put them, you put them in the soup and then... Put them in the soup. <laughs> and you Do wait it. till they get really soggy. And the, whole, the, the house catches fire and then you call the cops. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. Pop-Tarts, Martinez style. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it was like... Um, Can you like make was, chicken? Huh? Do you know how to cook chicken? Uh, no, steak I don't. Or steak? Steak I know how to cook. Yeah? Yes. All and right. I made steak before. All right. Um, th- those are like the, you're giving me like the simple stuff, but like, you know, I'm talking well, about like more complex shit. Look, I'm not Chef Ramsay. Yeah. All right. So, so it's, it's, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know how to make uh, go, blah, 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 you, know, blah, 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 you know how to make a risotto? Yeah. It's you know? like, <laughs> At this point, I feel like Ruth Bader Ginsburg should just kick in the door. And just be like, <laughs> Cook your own food, you know? <laughs> just just beat the shit out of me, fucking raid style. <laughs> I bet you could, too. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Um, but yes, that is that is the part that I probably should, you know, um, work on personally as a, as a, you know, not only as a human being, but as like, you know, 
a member of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, you should. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's good. Like I was saying before the show, it's good to be back from Montreal. Ah, yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. You guys took a trip. I told the listeners last week that you guys were scouting out some uh, land. <laughs> I, know, I heard that. Some land. That was such a great intro, by the way. You did such a, like, an amazing job with that whole thing. Thanks, man. Yeah. It, was, it was, you know, on the fly. So. Yeah. So did you guys find a plot of land that we can escape to once this... Jeez, oh, I have found a place where the whiskey flows like wine. Um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> paraphrase like a dumb and dumber joke. Um, <laughs> whiskey flows like wine. <laughs> wow. Um, and it's... I like... I lo- I, I'll say it unabashedly. I love Canada. All right. I love Montreal. The people there were the... The nicest people I've ever like. The only time people have been that nice to me, uh, where uh, it was disarmingly nice, was when I went to Ireland, mm. uh, because I didn't expect the level of, you know, I expected. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm not speaking. You know, I'm not trying to make generalities, but you know, Irish people here in the, in New York mm-hmm. are different than the Irish people in Dublin. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. <laughs> Please tell me, tell me, tell me the difference. I'm being well. I'm being dead ass actually. Yeah. Um, they are like I, I don't know. I can't I can't describe it. They're just like very welcoming and mm. just like very cordial and super not just really nice to you. And uh, they'll strike up a conversation with you, hmm. just like, uh, and you know, very be very personable. And that's like something as a New Yorker that is kind of like, all right, what's your agenda? What are you trying to do? What are you, what are you, what yeah, are you trying to get at? Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's how I felt like in Montreal, where uh, you know, people are so nice that when you're not like I was telling you before, people are so nice that when you're not nice back to them, they're puzzled. <laughs> And then they just guess that you're from America. <laughs> and that happened. I went to a Dwayne Reed, uh, dear listeners. I went to Dwayne Reed uh, up in Montreal. And uh, I went to buy a razor uh, to shave my face. And, uh, you know, I put the razor down on the counter. And as per usual in New York, I just put stuff down on the counter. I just like wait for them to be like, all right, card, cash or credit. And I'll put it on my card and then I grab my stuff and I'm on my merry way. And then, but the lady there was just like, hello. And she's making eye contact. And I'm just like, just, I'm like, you know, I nod. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, hello. And I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi. And then she rings, she starts ringing me up. She's just like, I'm just like, uh, does that normally happen? She's like, only with people from America. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh point oh. taken. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> and at that like, point, oh, you're I just a yank. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you're one of them Yankees, right? <laughs> um. I should have told her, like, I, part of me really wanted to turn around as I was leaving and be like, I'm from Brooklyn. Don't hold it against me, yo. You know. <laughs> but I, I know that probably would have made me look like a fool. I didn't want that, uh, especially with, with the, uh, 
you know, with the amount of humiliation I already suffered. But people were super nice. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. went to this bar called uh, North Star where um, we hold up there mm. because it started. It we went in the middle of November. Okay. Um, well, so it was probably like cold as a motherfucker. Oh, dude, it was fucking. Um, it was. Uh, when we first got there, it was a little windy and a little chilly, and then it snowed the very next day, and it was cold like New York in the dead of winter cold. Mm, okay. It was brutal cold. Um, but yeah, there were people just like, you know, Canadian people just like trudging through snow, and they're just like, la-di-da. You know, in, in shorts, yeah, and sandals. <laughs> no, no. Well, <laughs> you'd expect that, but it's like, oh, it's bought me today. <laughs> well, you know, and then people would like. Here's another thing that happened. I saw a lady fall in between cars, and then people just rushed to help her up, and then that happened like twice over. Like people would fall, and then people would the just same like, lady. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> they would come along. They would. People would fall in the street. Other people would just come around pick them up and they just keep them walking and it was like i'm like where's the laughs you know? <laughs> where are the people with where their the cell people? phones just recording yeah. <laughs> this horror happening in the middle of the street where are the people shouting world star as like you know people like slam into co- parked cars oh shit um and uh yeah it was just i i can't i can't like speak about it highly enough um uh, I loved my my whole trip there. I want I would like to go back in in the warmer m- months, but it was really cool. All right. Yeah. Oh man, you you make it sound like this, you know, wonderland of humanity up there. Oh, let me let me also tell you. This is why my parents will never listen to the show. <laughs> you know, um, because I was tempted actually during Thanksgiving dinner to actually tell them I was just like, hey, you know, I have this show on Radio Free Brooklyn. You were gonna come out to them. Yeah. Huh? Okay. <laughs> I'm a podcaster. No, evil, no. <laughs> Have you tried not being a podcaster? Where did we go wrong? <laughs> Armando. And my dad will be like, I know it. Him and his deep blue sea movies. And you're like, actually, in the first few episodes, <laughs> we have a whole thing about... So, um, but I then would, I remember I, I wouldn't want to watch the horror on your parents' face as they listen to us. Oh my God! Go no. on and on. Like I, I honestly don't want to. We had an episode where we talked about Thanos's dick for like yes, half yes. hour. <laughs> oh my God! Be sure to listen to um... <laughs> our past episodes on Podomatic <laughs> and iTunes, available twenty four seven for your listening pleasure. Yes, and we're dead serious yeah, about that. That's right, ribbed for your pleasure. I just updated like the latest episodes last night. Oh, nice, so. nice. So yeah, um, and be sure to follow us on all social media. And if you want to throw us a bone on Patreon, yeah, you can do that. Are we actually on Patreon? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. All right, I gotta. I gotta <laughs> get on top it's of on that. our. It's on our Radio Free Brooklyn uh, webpage. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, like I was saying, have you ever checked the Patreon? No, we could have like, you know, ones of dollars in there and and, and I know we're sitting on a, you know, a copper mine. Yeah. (laughs) Matt and Stacy are like, we should give them a buck. (laughs) I love those guys. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Um, 
So what was I saying before that? Uh, people falling in the snow. Uh, Montreal being awesome. Got, oh, got to I, your parents. Yes. And then I thought to myself, no, because on this episode, I wanted to talk about marijuana. Marijuana. Yeah. And how it's super legal up in the Great White North. It's practically a requisite. Oh, my God. I, sh- I showed you the pictures. It, mm-hmm. it is like, um, it looks like a... It's like the line for Avengers 4. Yes. <laughs> it's like the lines for Avengers 4. And inside, it's like sh- shopping for um shoes i don't don't know i can't i can't find the analogy but there is a weed for everyone and it sells out super quickly and it's government regulated so they're government issued stores wow so they will just be like yeah you need a you want you want something gets you really high but doesn't have you know isn't really harsh on you grab this, grab the Maui Waui, you know, grab the Godzilla Thunder Blast or like, you know. Do you need, is there any, besides like an ID, is there anything else that you need to walk in there with? Nope. ID. We walked in there with our IDs, mm-hmm. with our American IDs, and they were just like, yeah, here you go. You yeah. know? Um, well, they didn't say, here you go. Like, they didn't give us like a care package. <laughs> it's like, here, like, here's your sampler pack. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they gave us... Um, you know, they gave us this little brochure and then we had like, it was like picking wine. Here we go. There you go. That's a better analogy. Um, they gave us this entire laundry list of, of different weeds. Um, and we we bought a few things and then we went on, went back to the hotel and we had ourselves a little time. So, <laughs> uh, but it, that's, that's how, that's how readily available it is and then can like, you walk down the street smoking it no 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 okay. you, there's only certain designated it's not like you could just like sp- like go to a random playground in front of children <laughs> and just be like hey kids wanna wanna <laughs> get- <laughs> play safe <laughs> gather around I'll tell you a tale you know as you spark up from a giant bong that's that doesn't happen up there um it's uh <laughs> No, there's definitely places places where you ha- where you can smoke weed. If that's if that's how it was done, like there would just be satellite images of of like all of North America and Canada would just be like hazy. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Canada's not here, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what it would say on Google Maps, on like Google Earth or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, that was, that was really interesting. Yeah. You just show up with your ID and then they'll just be, cause we were afraid because we were just like a couple of New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. They, they probably only sell to Canadian citizens and like, no, they will sell to you. Wow. Yeah. You know? Um, did anybody tell you, it was like, just do not get on the plane with this shit. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> of course. They, they gave us all, all the whole rules and regulations shit. And you know, at the, at the, <laughs> At the airport, you know, going back to the, coming back to to the United States, um, coming back to New York, there was a. Um, they're so thoughtful. They have a cannabis uh, depository um, can to deposit your cannabinoid goods, uh, so you know you don't have to run into any issues coming back mm-hmm. and transporting that across. You know. Wait, they have that in Canada, or when you get back here? Um, 
in in the Canadian airport. They, okay. they don't have it going. They're still illegal here, man. No, I'd be I'm, surprised if they did. I'm just, I'm just I was just wondering if like the U.S. was just like, all right, this is your last chance to throw your shit away uh, before we catch you. Right. You know, but it makes more sense that it's done over there. Yeah. Because if it was done over here, I'd be like, I'm just contributing some, to somebody's stash. Like, you know, you know, the TSA agents have like some room. Some anyway, right. I, I'm not going to go into conspiracy theories. <laughs> okay, that's for the second part of the show. I know. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my Montreal trip. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, you, you both, you and Sabrina, recommended that I go there, and like, just from what you mentioned about the trip, I'm I'm definitely like eager to go. It seems like. It would be a nice change of culture, you know. I mean, yeah. just just the whole somebody like waiting for you to respond with a an audible hi, you know, and acknowledgement. I'm like, ah, oh, that's refreshing, you yeah, know. People treat each other like human beings up there. Who would have thought oh. that would have been like a successful thing? People fall down on the streets, and other people pick them that back up. Yeah, it's like, huh? Yeah, that's that was that was a thing that happened there. That was. I, I'm still kind of amazed that 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 exists. <laughs> you said people are so nice up there. You said that happened like three separate times. Do they not de-ice the 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 sidewalks? No, because they... people don't sue each other. <laughs> oh shit! Do you know that? <laughs> oh I, it, shit! It kind of dawned on what Sabrina said at first. She's like, "Of course they don't sue each other." They don't. No, like and that's what also another thing I encountered. Like just fronts of uh, storefronts, just like. <laughs> piles of snow everywhere just... and it's because like it snows <laughs> it snows so often and the people are so nice that they're not there's just like it's just something that happens eh you know they're just like <laughs> you fall someone picks you back up that's how you roll in montreal eh <laughs> their sidewalks have just shattered gravel yeah <laughs> and we're just like look nobody sues each other eh? yeah. you know just <laughs> just do your best yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was, this is interesting, interesting, interesting. Like, uh, it was like, it was like, you know, the upside down to, to, to New York. <laughs> oh shit. It was like, uh, cause everywhere it felt like the nineties never died. There's this weird twinge of like, you know, there's like, you know, upbeat pop music, but it has that Canadian twist to it. Uh-huh. I can't explain it. Wow, like it's um, yeah, and uh, I want it that way. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's another like I was telling you before. Here's another thing that took me by surprise. Um, a lot of strip clubs, way more than I would have thought. But are they like uh, are they like really friendly strip clubs? I am. Either? I assume so. <laughs> Like, I assume if you wanted to break a 20, like, <laughs> up there, it's just like, I'll be right back, eh? And, you know, they hobble them. They, they <laughs> try to make their way with the platform shoes across the runway. Oh, man. I oh. never went in one, you know, because I'm married. Um, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming you'll clean house. Because um, that's, yeah, because that's my thing. That's what I do, right? I go to strip clubs. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't want to voice my concern, but I guess this is a good place to to have it, right? Yeah, because that's what I'm known for. <laughs> oh, that Ernesto. You can always find him in a club. Strip club Ernie. That's what they call that's you. That's what they call me. <laughs> How's it going, Candy? Yeah. 
buffets still going on? Yeah, till five. <laughs> All right. Hey, how's it going, Champagne? It's <laughs> like Euphoria is not here, right? Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Good. <laughs> uh, black dynamite jokes. They never get old. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, in case you were wondering, I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Uh, so, while I was away, did you watch anything? Season 3 of Daredevil. I started in on the first episode. <laughs> you did! Let the, oh! let the record show that Pablo is exceedingly excited. Um... <laughs> I, I think I started that yesterday, but then I got, um, I think I got distracted. I had to like leave the house for something, but you know, I, I want to like start binging it tonight when I get home as okay. well as tomorrow. Um, okay. and, uh, yeah, it just, it just, I can feel that it's going to be dope. Um, I think what I, I wanted to touch on though, is that, um, all the internet murmuring, cause I spend a lot of time on YouTube these days. Um, is that the uh, Avengers Four trailer should be dropping, prob- like any minute now, within the next week and a half? I keep thinking to myself, if they didn't drop a trailer, and they just like one day it just came out, the j- the movie, the movie, <laughs> I think that it would make the same amount of business, if not more, because you can you imagine the look on fanboys' faces. If they were just like, um, you know, if just like a, a TV announcement out, came out and there's like Avengers Annihilation today, and mm-hmm. then people like, oh, whoa, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> people just jumping out windows, <laughs> running buck ass naked down the street. <laughs> oh, fuck. hey, Pablo, I can see your doodle, you know. <laughs> Shut up, Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna end up living next to Flanders. Oh man, I, uh, I I hope so. <laughs> but um, now I know where to borrow all my like <laughs> assorted goods from. But uh, but yeah, like I, Avengers Four is one of those movies that theoretically could actually do that. What you suggested, and still make uh, gobs and gobs of money. Yes. Um, but th- they're definitely gonna wet our whistles with um a trailer because they're they know we're all frothing at the mouth and yeah you know um disney plays no games when it comes down to making their money so it's gonna drop it's gonna be uh fantastic we'll finally know whatever the title is do you think it's gonna be Avengers I think it's annihilation? Gonna be annihilation yeah or it's, do you think it's gonna be end game it's not i don't i definitely don't think it's gonna be end game um isn't that what um um, Mark Ruffalo uh, teased when he was on Jimmy Fallon or something like that. He said something, and they they um and they bleeped they, it they out. They bleeped it out. Mm-hmm. But and I'm just like, damn, that's how much power Disney has. They can go on to another show and I, just be like, <laughs> boop. <laughs> but I think I think that was a setup though, because um, I think he I think he was just doing that to troll people. Okay. Because one fan with who had who had a lot of like audio editing knowledge, like um what'd they say? Um 
like went into the audio of that broadcast and like uh, amped up whatever it is that he had said or something like that. Um, and it was just like Avengers Endgame or Annihilation, but okay. one, one of the two or anything. But um, I, I've also heard like people who were actually there, um, they said that Mark Ruffalo came out beforehand and said, look, we're going to do this thing where I'm going to pretend to drop the the name of oh, Avengers 4. Motherfucker, so, man. So, so just roll with it. So people were just like, yeah, it, it was a thing. It wasn't like right. real. So I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Well, All right. What a way to troll us, you yeah, know. Man. But that's like when the Russo brothers tweeted that photo of like that blue oh, light geez. and all the fanboys were just like, what could it be? And I was just like, who cares? Like it's, it's bait. You it's, know, people are just going to go nuts for that shit. An overexposed frame yeah. is what it is. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, I can't wait. What movies are you excited about for the new year? Avengers four. Okay. All that's right. pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah, and Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel. Definitely Captain Marvel. I'm not hearing a lot of Aquaman. I'm not hearing a lot of Shazam. Isn't Aquaman this year? Is it? Who it, cares? It, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it comes out next month. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, damn, man. Let the record show that I'm shrugging my shoulders. It's, um, it's going to be... Are we going to go see it? I mean, in the words of Jason Momoa, yeah, <laughs> we'd have to. I thought you're not you were... for Black Manta. I thought, I thought the famous words of Jason Momoa were like, my man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Every time he's like, every time I see a clip of Justice League and he goes, my man, I keep thinking of that Rick and Morty episode where they're stuck inside that virtual reality, um, where those aliens have Mm -hmm. them in that virtual reality setting. And like, um, every time, uh, uh, Jerry walks by like, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 fucking, it's just a person on the street. They're just like, my man. (laughs) My words are failing me today. (laughs) Yeah, so we're not we're not excited about Aquaman. I mean, maybe maybe it'll be fun enough for one viewing. You know, that's all I'm giving it. You know, it's not going to be. It's not going to be a blockbuster. And I'm predicting that right now. And I I don't I don't think it's going to do anything to extend the DCEU because at this point, hasn't DC just like given up? Yeah, they're just like, who cares? They're like um, we're we're done with the world building thing. I think they're gonna end it with Flashpoint though, and that's the only uh, DC thing that I'm actually really excited for. But is that is Flashpoint even still happening? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, like, and I'm I'm psyched. I'm moderately excited excited for that. When does that come out? 2020. Probably. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like we were talking about Avengers four before, um, do you think Galactus is going to show up? I think, I think, um, yeah, I do. I think either. Cause that's the word around the campfire is mm-hmm. that Galactus is going to show up. Disney's going to do the magic that it does and just hit us with that because this is, this is the culmination of the past 10 years, you know? So they, they have to like 
go into the next phase with a huge bang and Galactus will be that bang. I also either there's strong indications that we will see the um the living tribunal. Um, oh my god. In this. AKA one of the coolest looking fucking characters I've ever seen in a comic book. But to make that character work, they got they that has to be a super like trippy sequence that exposes us to like a concept bigger than we've seen before because the gods of the marvel universe living tribunal is essentially the voice for um the one above all yes so like that's got that's got to be like who's jack kirby well they (laughs) they drew him like jack kirby they drew that but it it, but it's not it is and it isn't like it's like it was just like uh to demonstrate the immensity like this is this is the one who, you know, is responsible for all, you know, but um, there's a, there's a really great panel where uh, the one above all actually comes and speaks to Spider-Man and he's like this homeless guy just uh, wandering around New York. And but he calls like Spider-Man by his name. It's just like, you know, Peter, you know, it's going to be fine or whatever. He's just like, how do you know my name? And he's just like, come on, you know who I am. And then the panel goes to like another point where he's just like glowing in this really trippy way. And Spider-Man's just like, oh shit, you're God. But he doesn't say that, but it's just like, oh, you're what, what book is this? I what got, what book is I this? I gotta look it up. It's it's one of it's one of the I've been seeing it make the rounds because there's been increased talk about the Living Tribunal. So this one eventually comes up. But we've only seen the one above all actually appear or um at least attempt to be represented in comics only a handful of times. Right. Like other than that, like it's not even approached, which adds to the air of like, this is, this is one of those characters that's a big deal. But anyway, the living tribunal has already been insinuated in the first, um, no, actually directly referred to in the first Dr. Strange movie when, um, what's his name? Um, Kaecilius. No. Um, the, the 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 character that um, Asia Four plays. Um, Chuta, oh, Asia Mordo. Four. Mordo, yeah. I I thought it was Mordo, yeah. Um, when he says he, he he's demonstrating um, uh, this like, thing, yeah, the yeah, staff, the and he staff goes, that "This is separates. the this is the staff of the Living Tribunal," and it separates, and he like whips it around a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, oh shit, okay, he's a he's yeah, he's, he's a an thing. Act, he's, he's an actual thing. entity. So I definitely want to see that character. Um, there've been there've been some uh, murmurs that we could actually see Annihilus. Um, well, uh, because of because of the possible title name of Avengers Annihilation. Annihilation. So if they don't do Galactus, it could be Annihilus. Oh my God, I would love to see that because mm. Annihilus is one of those villains where I'm just like, ew, get it away. Cause yeah. he's very like <laughs> insect. Like he doesn't speak any language that anyone recognizes. And I've only seen him in like the, I think I saw him in the cartoon of Avengers or Mightiest heroes. Mm-hmm. And he spoke like a bee. He just had like this, you know, <laughs> and I was just like, ew, 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 get him away. You know? So that would be really cool. You know what I want to see? What do you want to see? I want to see Bill Maher get kicked in the balls. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, God. 
He's such a dick for what he, he said. He is the Bill O'Reilly of the left. He is. He is. I got to say. And though there's a lot. I and like the way he goes about a lot of things. God, I cannot I cannot go with him with the way his comment after Stanley's death. He's such a fucking dick and a smug piece of shit. I've never liked that guy. Oh. Never. He, he's always come off as like, I'm holier than thou and this and that. And I think that's that has often made him like oh, a de facto representation of what like the conservative right thinks of when they think of liberals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, you know, as a progressive, I completely disown him, and he's a piece of shit to me. And if I saw him, I fucking spit on him. All right, I don't quite feel strongly as you do. I <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I still like some of the stuff he says, but. I definitely think that he he showed a real like lack of understanding in terms of what pop culture is. Like, yes, when comic books first came out, they were primarily targeted toward kids with simplistic storylines, simplistic drawings, you know, basically the overall lesson being like, you know, do good even when things are hard, you know. But the genre has evolved way beyond its initial uh, base. And it's just like, he said something about along the lines. It's just like somehow uh, at some point adults decided that they don't have to put down kids stuff. And it's just like, no, that's not what happened. The stories got a lot more sophisticated. The artwork got a lot more sophisticated and the genre has grown in many different ways. Not, not just with the two big main, two main houses of Marvel and DC, but all the other um, companies that have sprouted who had like, very mature and sophisticated storylines and characters um, that speak to all all the different aspects of um, our society. Like there's this, um, God damn it, I, I I'll remember the the title about it later. But anyway, there 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 are storylines that speak to people, and ultimately that's that's what storytelling is, yeah. um, and people are attracted to that, and I, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it. It doesn't make people, doesn't make men men, men children or anything like that. Um, yeah, because I, I just I just think that, like, here's the thing, is, like, when, when grown people watch Star Wars, and then they were just like, you know, there were no people going out there and being like, oh, you know, this is what happens when, like, you know, um, uh, people can't let go of childish things mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they didn't go, like, s- smear George Lucas's and drag, you know, George Lucas's name through the mud. Mm-hmm. That came later <laughs> during the prequels. Um, but, you know, with, with Bill Maher's reaction to Stan Lee, which was, you know, him saying basically that uh, the th- this is the reason why Donald Trump got president and like became president um, <laughs> because of people who can't tell the difference between superheroes and like real life and shit like that and then you know people I uh, people should stop idealizing uh, or idolizing Stan Lee and I was just like you know this is this comes from a man who um, he says things because he think I honestly think he's trolling mm-hmm. and but it's it's coming from a very hateful place it's coming from a place of just like 
you know what? Fuck people who are into stuff. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's like that's like uh, him going after like someone like a sacred one of the sacred cows. Like what are they called? Um, J.R.R. Tolkien, you know, mm-hmm. um, like if they like if he were to suddenly go out, swipe, uh, take a swipe at, at uh, Tolkien. Uh, people would just be like, well, you know, it's okay. Like, people would just come out and be like, it's okay to be into this shit. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that it, for him to say that is just, it's, it makes him sound old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. It makes him sound out of touch with, like, what's popular. He is. He he really is. I mean, his... Uh, he he has this construct in his mind that's like when you're an actual adult, you uh, are not into that sort of stuff. You just you know look at the news, uh, you do debaucherous stuff as he does, and you know that's what being an adult is. And it's like yeah, all right, fine, that's cool, no judgment if that's what you do. But like that's not all there is to do. If this stuff was like super simplistic and without any sort of like uh, merit or art art just art in general uh people wouldn't be into it but like it's a super super creative field and people are just going to be attracted to it period yeah uh, like again it, it comes like what bill maher said uh, to me it comes up it comes from a place of just like wanting to start shit wanting to be a polemicist like a like an ann coulter type he's gonna mm. say this shit because he knows it'll piss off people mm. You know, and he did it with that movie Religious, um, when he started criticizing people. The, the, if you watch that movie, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. He takes a very smug point of view when it comes to like fucking religion. He's he's always been a really mean atheist. That's that's something I've always not liked about him because it's like uh, he it's it's not that he doesn't make valid points at times. Yes, there are people who do horrible, horrible things in the name of religion or do just ridiculous things in the name of religion. Um, But that, in my opinion, that speaks more toward the makeup of the person than the actual philosophy Um, because ultimately religion is something that is interpreted by people. So the responsibility lies on us. Religion in and of itself, um, faith and the questions of faith um, are something far deeper Uh, that we have to wrestle with and because we've had not just a few we've had a lot of people who've gotten it wrong to point to it and say well you know we should just throw this out i think it's it's far too it's it's throwing the baby out with the bathwater it's 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 not one of those things that i i don't think that's what the answer is but anyway he's always been like a a a very uh mean uh, atheist about it um he he that's how he um that's how he makes his money he he's one of those figures who just says shit that gets people riled up and um that's what gets him his attention it would get it's what gets him his shows and you know i'm not gonna knock his hustle but like he really misses the mark sometimes when he just starts criticizing things like that right 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 and you know i agree with that uh, wholeheartedly i just feel like he i feel like he criticizes things unnecessarily that was a good that was a good uh, comparison to ann coulter even though i find her to be 
Well, she's the, she's obviously the like the extreme, you know. She's, it comes in uh, for me. It comes in levels, you know. She's beyond an extreme. I don't know how that. I mean, that woman is a uh, that woman is a, is a horcrux. If I've never, <laughs> <sighs> she's one of the horcruxes of like Steve Bannon. Yeah, you know, I know, so. right? <laughs> she was originally uh, uh, one of Thanos's children, but yeah. then she got kicked out because she didn't want to get paired up with. Uh, a, a blue lady, you know. <laughs> Thanos found her too extreme. <laughs> He's like, "Look, I just want to wipe out half the universe, but you, <laughs> you're just a bigot." Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh. <laughs> oh god, that'd be a great SNL skit. I yeah. gotta say. Oh, Thanos kicking out fucking Ann, Ann Coulter, Coulter. From, the, from the Black Order. <laughs> that'd be great. <sighs> oh my god. Yeah. So. R.I.P. Stanley. I wasn't around for for that whole thing. That's so. right. That's right. Um, yeah, that was that was sad. Yeah, that was sad. But you know, the, that man led led a very full life, uh, inspirational. I don't I don't think he regrets. Um, well, he probably has some regrets, but not because he didn't do stuff like. Right. He, he spoke out a lot. Um, there was something that started making the rounds on social media um, immediately after his death on his views of uh, racism. Oh, Stan Soapbox. That was my, one of my favorite things ever. It's. I think it's a really, really cool thing for him. A really cool stance for him to have, especially during the time that he said it. Um, what was that? Like... Uh... 80s around the 80s that were where he said something like that probably either yeah. the 80s or maybe before yeah um and there there there's definitely more nuance than that can be put to it because a lot of it seemed like you know why can't we all just like like each other or treat each other better which is a um which is a very important part of it um the thing that always gets me about um people in particular white people who talk about you know doing away with racism it's a, it's a great great start and i really mean that when people speak up especially when they don't have to but it's i i i would like people going forward um and i hope that the conversation keeps on evolving to realize that it's far more than just people treating each other nicely or liking each other or having friends of different groups you say that's definitely part of it but at its core, it's about like socioeconomic equity and at least attempting to undo the the kleptocracy that marginalized groups have been subjected to over the centuries in this country that leads to the current state of things. Like it's not just about people not liking people. Like people are suffering and it's a and it's a function of the system. Yeah. But um but Putting that aside, like kudos to Stan Lee for saying what he said. And I'm hoping that it reaches the ears of some of these fanboys who are always just like, blah, one character's always been this or it's always been that. Da, da, da. It's just like, you know, it, it speaks to something deeper that Stan Lee can talk about racism back in the day. And if you don't think that affected the creation of some of his characters, like, well, I would really like to make this character you know, a person of color or a woman or uh, a gay person or things along those lines. But because of the climate that we live in, we know it's probably not going to sell. Right. So instead, let me tweak it so that some of the idea gets out there. But, you know, maybe in the future, 
we can evolve these characters to be to represent the groups more uh, more succinctly right yeah um well y- you touched upon something that just reminded me just v- really quick so we can wrap up mm-hmm. um about you know uh white people spe- uh speaking up mm-hmm. um there was a um an interview with uh four women um four you know hollywood stars and one, one of them was ellen pompeo mm-hmm. i don't know if you you saw this video but um, they were interviewing, I think it was for like Vanity Fair or something. Okay. And um, she was like, uh, when, when they were asking her how she felt about like being interviewed, you know, um, she was like, I like this. I, I, like, I like that I'm, I, I've entered a room with, um, there's a lot of women here. Yes. Uh, and, um, uh, but I don't see any women of color, and I think that's a problem. And I think that we should really address the fact that you know I'm paraphrasing Miss mm-hmm. Pompeo, obviously. Um, and she's like, um, she's like, it's really important that you have more women of color because I'd like to see um, my every like everyday life mirror the life of like you know being in these kinds of interview situations or productions or whatever. Uh, and, you know, because we're trying to solve a problem that we started. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, whoa. That was. <laughs> Ellen Pompeo for the win. I'm going to start watching Grey's Anatomy. That was, <laughs> I got to say, that was a pretty cool thing to say, you know. Yeah. I mean, and that, um, you know, being being an ally, in particular a white ally, doesn't look the same across the entire spectrum of social justice or just being a good person. Right. Um, there are different ways in which white allies can contribute. And she used her platform to do it, in my opinion, like in, in a really, really cool way. Like she's in front of the camera. She, nobody would have batted an eye if she had not said a single word of what she said. They'd have just been like, oh, you know, she's doing what she does, what Hollywood people do. But instead she, she made this wave that will at least hopefully get people thinking and hopefully get other um, people of privilege within Hollywood to do the same thing, both in front of the camera and behind the camera. Because her one statement is not necessarily going to change what is going on. Uh, maybe not even um, there at that Vanity Fair um, interview forum or whatever. But if more people started doing that, that would be awesome. We'd start seeing change. Yeah. Well, that about wraps her up for this episode. That's right. That's right. Hope you're listening to this on a on your. Uh, yeah, it's going to be the Monday after Thanksgiving. So yeah. you know, welcome back to work. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. And thank, thanks for tuning into us and our soothing voices as you, you know, work your way through the ladder. <laughs> I'm Pablo Morelli Martinez, and I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes, taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. And uh, while you're out there, try you. You could try keeping it real, but you should try keeping it right. Song of the week.